now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, I wanted to ask why my cat talks in her sleep. Cats are weird. One time my cat didn't eat for three weeks. I didn't feed her. The X at 105.9. Joining me now in studio from DKPittsburghSports.com, it's Serbian Reactionary Day on Kovacevic. Day on, before we talk Penguins, how outraged should Pirate fans be that they raise ticket prices for San Francisco visits to PNC Park now that the Giants have Andrew McCutcheon? Well, I mean, they should be because the Pirates know what they're doing. However, I'd feel obligated to point out from a factual standpoint that they've picked select series. And always have. No, for the last three seasons. Right, select series, select opponents. However. Sunday games are more expensive, but... The Giants weren't one of those select opponents until they got caught. Exactly, and that's the part that's the catch here because it's a Monday night, I think, is when the series starts. Uh, no, 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 starts, uh, I think it's Friday, Saturday, okay, yeah, Sunday. Yeah, okay. So they they picked their series. They knew that one was going to sell out. They raised prices. You know, it's 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 so pirates to take something that's going to oh, be it's, one it's of the naked rare. greed. Even beyond the greed, though, but to take the one thing that people were going to feel good about in the first couple months of the season and make them pay more for it and turn that into a negative as well just for a few extra bucks. And really, that's the funny thing about this, Mark, is that's all it is. I mean, this is not some windfall. You know, this just like releasing Juan Nicasio for nothing was no windfall. These are just little bits of scraps of money that are just, it just, they don't amount to... But he to, wants every dollar. That was what I said earlier. Nothing wants every dollar. And here you are. That's the same... It's a game to him. I really believe it that is, is at this point. the same time of year that they're going to be getting this $50 million check from Major League Baseball's Right, because they sale, sold the tech rights. The tech rights to Disney. That Every team is getting one. Only the Pirates, I can promise you, are going to be a lockdown guarantee to not spend it on baseball. To not spend it, a dime of it on baseball. They are unbelievable, Mark. And, and, and everyone can see right through it. They just think that everybody's stupid, which is something that I write a lot. But enough guys are stupid where it, it serves them well. Now, you know what I've heard, though? that I've heard that, and again, you know, you never know what's going to actually happen here, but I've, there's a lot of different discussions among a lot of people about how the fans might protest, whether it's the opener or even the cutch game. Like, you come to the cutch game, watch his first at bat, get up and walk out. I'm not making that up. I've heard that. I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, that that's I don't think those, so either. But That's an idea that sounds good and won't be acted upon. Let's put it this way. If, if, if they were going to do it, something like this might be a push. Now, uh... How will the fans be? How will PNC be when Kutch comes back? I don't think it'll reach the flurry crescendo from last night because I don't think Kutch was quite as likable as Flurry, and Kutch never won. Kutch was really likable. Boy, you've been wrong about him for a long time in that regard. No, no, no. I didn't Kutch say Kutch is the just guy, a wonderful human. Being. I did not say he was a jerk. I okay. just said he wasn't in Flurry's class. And I don't uh, think he yeah, is. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I'll say this. I think that Kutch coming back, first of all, PNC Park's a very different atmosphere. So it's hard to compare, you know, the kind of ovation that you'll get. You're going to be a lot louder in an indoor arena. Uh, I do think, though, that the situation is a little different in baseball because and I was thinking about this last night because you will have a moment where you know Kutch is coming to the plate, you know, and there's a there's a build up to that. In hockey, they announced this, the visiting starters before the anthem, before anybody's even in their seats. So, I mean, you knew the video moment was coming, but it was a little bit different. 
I don't think it'll match the flurry one, but I think it'll be special. I really do. I think it will be yeah. special. I just think what happened last night was, well, you tell me. You were there. Yeah. How special was uh, the Penguins' tribute to Flurry last night? Yeah, I, well, if you mean the video itself, I thought it was beautifully done. Well, everything, just yeah. the crowd I reaction mean, from 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 top to bottom, even they, th- even from the warm up on, I thought yeah. it was spectacular. Yeah, it was it was a, a little odd at first because you saw these hundreds of fans pressed against the glass during warm ups, which is something you and I were talking about actually with Mark Andre last night that we had not seen since Mario Lemieux's return, where something in warm-ups was that big of a deal. Well, that was the loudest regular season crowd dating back to Mario's return. And I don't wouldn't dispute that at all. I, 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 thought it, I thought it was a really special atmosphere, and the fact that the game ended up being fun only added to it. Um, I think that... Well, like, like Mark said afterwards, he goes, you know, it was so great, you know, the fans were so great, the video... And then I let in five. <laughs> let in. L- loud expletive. <laughs> and then he let in wrist shots from Ryan Reeves and Ian Cole. And- well, Mark, Mark played really good. I just think the Penguins just kept coming and warmed up. The Penguins were really good. There's no question about that, especially playing as shorthanded as they did. But I, 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 the atmosphere, Mark, would I would put that in the, the top five of any regular season atmosphere I've covered anywhere. Well, here's a question that's not been broached. I like that the Penguins retire very few numbers. And by very few, I mean two right now. Lemieux 66, the late Michelle Breer's 21, and no offense to Breer's memory, I think if the Penguins had to do over again, they would unretire 21. Uh, every, just... every franchise that's been around for a while has one or two of those. The Pirates had uh, Billy Meyer, the manager, really mediocre manager in the 1940s, who just happened to have his number retired once. It's still up there with Clemente. What right. are you going to do? Take it back? Well, no, you, you yeah, can't. You can't. But, uh, but should Flurry's number 29 ever merit consideration for retirement? When his popularity is considered, um, because he has great accomplishment but unmatched popularity. I think the second most popular penguin ever after Mario. You know, and Sid's right there as well. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him at second. I think Sid's above him. Um, you know, there's just a different set of circumstances right now because he was gone and then he returned and everything else. And Sid's not done right in his chapter. Uh, I, I would say that. Flurry is a very strong candidate to have his number retired, uh, if not more, at some point or other, because he's the greatest goaltender in franchise history, because of the importance of the position, because of the three Stanley Cup rings, and to what you just said, because he's beloved here. See, I think they should retire, obviously, Sid. Don't for, don't forget, too, that he could come back. I think he will finish his career. You know what I'm saying? As the number two, by and, the And then from there, it just becomes sealed. Um. Obviously, Sid gets retired. I think Gino and, and Yager are the next guys. Yes. Here's the only problem with retiring Flurry. And you have to make it almost clear that you know, you're know you taking into account his popularity. Yeah. Because if you go to Flurry, then you're he, no, he's in like a Ron Francis, Tom Barrasso, Kevin yeah, Stevens type level. He is now because he, he played here longer. He won three cups. He was instrumental. Uh, the great human I, I being, disagree, but way more popular don't you than think those it guys. Would initiate debate. It would definitely. I, I don't think Sid, Gino, or Yags initiates debate. No, it, it, and the, well, the reason for that is because the the players that you just mentioned are at an elite level in National Hockey League history, whereas Flower isn't. You know what I mean? Flower's right. never won the Vezina. He's never been a. I don't think right. he's ever even been a finalist. No. Um, it, uh, maybe once. Maybe nah, once. I don't even Maybe remember not. that. But I, 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 he's not going to end up being remembered as one of the 25 or 50 maybe even greatest goaltenders of all time in the broader spectrum. Right. Uh, 
for a lot of the same reasons that Tom Barrasso is and everything number, else. When you retire a number, you're doing it for the fans, too, not just the players. Well, yeah, it's institutional. It's, it's right. done at the local level. And I think the Penguins, here's another way of looking at it, Mark. This is now a franchise that over 51 years has won five Stanley Cups. When you go to Montreal and Toronto and you look up and you see... Yeah, but they ruined it. I know. There's too many. They I ruined know there it. are too many. And their but teams I'm saying, look but it's, ridiculous. But they it's look not like a bunch look, of offensive linemen. But it's not going to look out of context. Let's put it that way. It's not going to look like the Penguins are just hanging laundry for the sake of it. They've won five cups, and they have two numbers retired. Even the Yankees overdid it. The Yankees are arguably the most storied sports franchise in North America. With that Monument Park and everything. Uh, Bernie yeah. Williams. F. Bernie Williams. <laughs> We're talking today on Kovacevic. He's brought to you by Walnut Grill. Uh, Dayon, uh... I do now think, and this is my first statement in this regard, I do not think the Penguins can win a third straight Stanley Cup. Really? Yes. Why? What changed? Just just the way they played in the past few weeks? I think all three big guns have to play like this in the playoffs. If you'd come up with The their- depth isn't there, so that's what it's going to take. And, and let's not forget, the first year they won 16 in this run, yep. they had just the best team. They outplayed everybody. They had depth. They had everything. It was a slaughter. Last year, they outlasted everybody. Yep. They were the last team standing. Mm-hmm. This would be yet a third different way to win if the big guns all run amok. And from what I've seen, because we've almost never seen all three on fire like this, from what I've seen, it could happen. It's possible. I, I'm. That's not to say everybody else can screw off. I know. I'm just saying, you know. I saw them in Newark the other night, and I strongly suspect that if you, yeah, if you'd made it up there with me, you'd be kind of hesitating a little bit right that now. That will never happen. Um, <laughs> you don't feel like making this the trip to not, Newark, huh? I will not ever be in Newark again. I will say that. If I take that back. For a playoff game, I wouldn't totally count it out. I will say that we've seen the best versions of of Sid and certainly Phil. Over the last couple of years, we've seen it on occasion from Gino. Gino is the guy that oh, I, I think Gino uh, the last I, three I, years has been his best I, I th- uh, all around. But Gino, Gino, Gino right now is at some supersonic uh, thirty goals, nine goals in what is it? Nine goals in four games. Nine, nine, goals nine in and five. five. Games. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's ridiculous. And, and, He's scoring so many you can't keep track of his pace or his streak. His his last night. You remember when he circled? There was six minutes left. And the, the Penguins were trying to protect that lead. He circled back to center ice. Didn't it look like he was going to spend like the last six minutes just dragging the puck? Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of confidence he's got right now. Could they do it? Yes. I, I, it's possible. I do think that Jim Rutherford has to be active. I, I, I like the fact that he doesn't have to get a defenseman for the first time. Well, I really because, believe because that. Because they've rediscovered their belief in Cole. And I think they feel comfortable with Hunwick as the number 7 on the left side, and Ruedel is the number 7 on the right side. Yeah, and that means you're set. So what do you do? You still have to go out and you have to fortify that depth at center. We'll see what these injury cases are here the next couple of days. The other thing is, I'll tell you what, this could end up being Rowney and uh, Hackle being out for a little bit, a little bit of a plus, because I think it might force them on this upcoming trip to Dallas and St. Louis to bring up Daniel Sprong, to bring up somebody else. But you still got to play him. And you got to play him. And you got to play. And with the right guys. And you got to play Zach Aston Reese, too, who had a nice game last night and earned his ice time in a yeah, third period. Yeah, played like 11 minutes. Did okay. Yeah. And, and made Mr. a lot Gimme, of. Missed the gimme, though. Missed the gimme. You know what? He's, he's just been here for a week. He'll, he'll I know, finish. but if you bring up the guy who's supposed to put in the five footers, yeah. I'd like to see him put in the five footers. Yeah, but he, he's, he's going to get to that. But that's the stuff he's done all his life. Uh, right. The fact that he made the simple, smart plays and had Mike Sullivan trusting him enough to the point where he was sitting Dominic Simone and making sure that Aston Reese got out there as one of the nine forwards who were playing that was impressive. I'd like to see those guys, Mark. 
get out there in Dallas and St. Louis and a little bit after that and start building up some of that internal depth that you know you can count on in the playoffs if you need it. Okay, let me give you a couple stumbling blocks. Okay. I think Chris Letang is playing better, but he's still prone to you know just a home run mistake now and again. Everybody just punched their radios right now. You know that, right? You don't think he's playing better? I do. I, I, don't, I don't think it's a very popular sentiment. You no, know? Because he, you see the, no. the mistakes that he makes, and they get really, really magnified because they I, tend to be big mistakes. But I also understand that Tanger's not your traditional defenseman. Right. And so you have to let him play, and you have to live with the mistakes. And I think the mistakes have been fewer. Yes. I think the ones he's made have been just as big, yeah. which is as much due to bad fortune as anything. And I thought he was really assertive last night, by the way, with the puck. I thought he was great last yeah, night, period. He except really for, was. I forget. The mistake didn't wind up in the net, but I think he gave up a breakaway. But I think Tanger's playing much better, and I think he needs to play better still. And the one thing that Chris has to understand is that it's his age, because he's 30, and coming off that surgery... Maybe once in a while, less can be more. Yep, especially when it comes to moving the puck before some train is coming at you. You know, that, right. that's the biggest thing with Tanger. The fact that he has to find a way to stay on the and ice and still be great. you don't want to temper that too much. Right. Because it's what makes him hit. The, the, his ability to hang on for an extra second has made, actually, it's probably been one of his strongest traits other than his skating right. and his endurance over his career. I also think the Penguins need to play score and situation more often. Be smarter. What do you mean? I see defensemen jumping into the play with a one-goal lead and five minutes left, and I am dumbfounded. Oh, and, and the head coach isn't. He's I, not going to agree no, with no, you on he, that. Well, he's wrong. I think he's. A, <laughs> I have a I hard time he, saying he's I, wrong no, about anything. I, I think he's. Oh, you can be wrong and win. Okay. I think he's the. I think he's a great head coach. I'm not blasting the guy or calling for his dismissal mm-hmm. or even to be you know beaten briskly about the head and shoulders, but uh, but. You, you don't need the defenseman jumping into the rush with a one-goal lead in five minutes left. You, you, just know, you know what? I, I think that, and, and from talking to both him and Jacques Martin extensively on this specific topic, they're of the belief that their defensemen are just better all over the ice as long as they're active, that they're more into the game, that they're more into the puck support, and conversely that their forwards are going to be more active in coming back because there's just a general mindset. Uh, you know, I look at this last, you know, seven, eight minutes last night against Vegas. You know, Vegas had the, the little bit of a pressure there with about two minutes left. Yeah. Otherwise, I thought the Penguins were just fine. They didn't panic. They didn't, but they, they didn't did give pack up, it in. And I forget who it was that jumped in. They did give up an odd man break with about four minutes left. It might have been Oli. That they, yeah, and that's the funny part. Yeah. It's like, and Oli was great last night. Oli's been great all year. He's been their he best. He was really great most last consistent night. consistent defenseman. He was great last yes. night. Yes. But, but the thing is, is that, that's my point. Like, I even understand Tanger jumping in in any situation because he's Tanger. And he can come back and everything Maybe else. Maybe not anybody else. And the ironic thing is, with all the defensemen jumping in, you look at their production days on it's down. I Especially know. Schultz. You know what? I'll, I'll say this in, in Mike Sullivan's defense on that count, in addition well, to what I've already him, said, but- is that he did this, Mark, with Ron bleeping Hainsey, and it worked. He took this approach with Hainsey and just said, just go get the puck. Go support it. Do what you need to do to support the rush, support the attack. And it worked. Hainsey ended up being more effective here. Look at Jamie Alexiak, as long as we're talking about a trip to Dallas. That guy made this trip here. He's been a godsend. And, and he's been uh, really good. And, and that and that's where Sullivan uh, acquiescing to finally making Cole a regular again yep. has helped because Alexiak's better with Cole than he was with Hunwick. Yep, I and know. it's a better bought a pair right now. Cole and Alexiak, the way they're playing, Dejan, it's a semi-traditional kick-ass bottom pair. It's a good defense. They need to add on offense. I don't think anybody would dispute that. I know for a fact Jim Rutherford wouldn't. You know what wouldn't shock me? Hmm. I think they're going to get a third center. It wouldn't shock me if they snuck in a wing. 
that they could get on the cheap that's pretty good. Well, those guys are out there, and they don't cost much because you can get them on prorated salaries right, right. for well, for a middle round draft. And, pick. and if any position is a dime a dozen, it's wing. It's wing right now. That's absolutely right. Yeah. That's Dejan Kovacevic brought to you by Walnut Grill. I'm Mark Madden. It's not time to ask Mark anything, which is always a lot of fun because it means the show's almost over. Four one two three 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 WXDX. Ask Mark anything.